The following program was pre-recorded and the views expressed do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. There's one power strong enough to break the cycle of addiction and incarceration. One name that restores and redeems hearts. One true Savior. This is Prison Transformation Radio. Stories of chains broken and hearts restored. Here are your hosts, Jim Moore and Pastor Dwight Anderson. Welcome to Prison Transformation Radio on AM980, The Mission, the Christian voice of the Twin Cities. This program, we're going to explore the lifeblood story with John Turnipseed, the author of Bloodline. We'd also like to thank our sponsor, 12 Seeds International, providing educational materials for building successful relationships and recovery and reentry. Please visit uh, 12 Seeds at 12seeds.org. You can listen to Norm Anderson, the author and founder of 12 Seeds, by going to our podcast page at am980themission.com. My name is Jim Moore. I'm the director of the R3 Collaborative, and my co-host is the Honorable. It's always something different each week, but the Honorable Pastor Dwight Anderson with Prison Mission Associations. How you doing, Pastor? Hey, good. I'm doing great. I'm, I'm really excited about today's show. You know, I yeah. am too. What are you excited about? Well, I've heard John Turnipsey, but this is I got a chance to meet him today for the oh, first time yeah. and get to hear his story, so I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, it's a small kingdom. I've I've got a chance to meet John a number of times over my many years with Teen Challenge and and doing events at Urban Ventures. So, folks, you gotta you, you gotta not just a treat. That sounds superficial. Like, we want to do something meaningful today. Mm-hmm. You know, we want to. In in the bigger picture is we want to open the way to more effectively support people reentering society. Right. After incarceration, Absolutely. there's a lot of support. We were talking before the show for people coming out of treatment. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's treatment mm-hmm. groups, re- treatment recovery groups all over. Right. How about reentry groups? Yeah. How about many. something that can really be a home support group for someone again coming out mm-hmm. of prison? So, um, in you know, I was just thinking about this before the show. We all got a story to tell. That's right. You know, and That's so we right. got, and we love that, don't we, Pastor? Mm, Heart love, of transformation. Yes. Prison Transformation Radio, it's hearts changed with Christ. Tell the story. So we're kind of devoting devoting or devoting, you know, we we do all those things on the show. Um, But but to John's story, and John, some of you listeners may be aware of John's history, and we'll get into that a little bit, but on the streets of Minneapolis, in the 90s, it was Murderapolis. (laughs) And and John, in his infamy, was... uh, was one of the folks who helped create all that right. on the dark side. Uh-huh. But then something wonderful happened. Oh, absolutely. And, and yeah, right, John? And as time went on, and when hearts are transformed with Christ, uh, people that used to hurt people help people. Yes. And Amen. that's what we're talking Amen. about today. So God bless you, John yeah, Turnipseed, yeah. for being here today. Just want to welcome you, and uh, welcome to the show. Welcome, well, thank John. you very much. Thanks for having me. Yeah. And again, the heart of the show is going to be um, talking about Bloodline, which is uh, the book that John wrote, which told his story. Mm-hmm. That book was later transformed into the life blood story, mm-hmm. which is the heart and soul of prison and prison reentry curriculum. Mm-hmm. So, so we're going on to Bloodline, and we want to give you a chance to kind of share, I guess, your testimony today. But to help set the stage, some, there's only one thing more powerful, I think, than a testimony. And that's a testament 
That's what you did as a result of that testimony. And Mm. the last 20 or more years have been remarkable. So um, can you just kind of set the stage a couple minutes? uh, The work that you've been doing as a leader in Minneapolis, Mm -hmm. particularly in the South Minneapolis community, let people know a little bit about Urban Ventures and what what are you doing now? Well, I am the executive vice president of Urban Ventures Leadership Foundation. Um, we're located in South Minneapolis, and we work with families. Okay, and we also run the Colin Powell Youth Development Center, mm. which helps thousands of kids every year. Um, I also, for 15 years, ran a fathering center because in our neighborhood, 80 percent of the households were ran by single mothers, mm. and so we started a movement to get the father back involved in the family, and. Urban Ventures started 25 years ago, and I actually was the first client. I was the first father that walked through mm. their doors, mm. drug addicted, um, prison, in and out of prison, and they decided to help me. Amen. So mm. when we get, uh, in a minute, we're going to talk again about Bloodline and how people can maybe access the lifeblood story. But um, since we are talking about Urban Ventures, could you give us a website or contact information? Because it's not the focus of the show, but people might want to pray, volunteer, or donate. How would they connect with Urban Ventures? They would just simply Urban, U-R-B-A-N, Ventures, V-E-N-T-U-R-E-S, one word, dot org. Okay, good. <clears throat> or just type or Google my name and you will find uh, a link to Urban You'll, you'll find a whole lot of links, but yeah. Urban Ventures. So, folks, please... Because we're reaching you, those folks that are listening. We, this is our chance to talk to the Christian community. And we want to we plant some seeds. We want to get you thinking. Absolutely. And so, so we'll move into that. So uh, now help us with, and this is the storytelling part. Yes, tell us your um, story. Tell us your story. And I know I've heard you speak so many times, <laughs> and I know it can be hours. Yeah. But can you give us uh, a few minutes? Um, mm-hmm. You know, take your time, but... You know, tell us about how this all started, John. Okay, I'll give you the four-minute version. There you go. That's perfect. Okay. Um, Born in Selma, Alabama in 1954, um, 64 years old. Um, The civil rights movement was happening down there, but I was born into what I consider the most Christian family that there ever could be. Everybody, my father was a deacon in the church. My mother sang in the church choir. Uh, My grandmother was the mother of the church. My uncle was the pastor of the church, and Everybody down there uh, in Selma, Alabama, loved the Lord. And I, <clears throat> my grandmother told me that I was going to be a preacher uh, when I grew up. Hmm. And that came to pass, actually. Wow. So we took living, a while to get there. It took yeah. a while to get <laughs> yeah. there. But we lived down there, and uh, my father came up here because of the civil rights activities and uh-huh. being scared and all that. And we followed him up here. I don't know how long it was, but when we got up here, he was a different person. Um, he had stopped going to church. Uh, he had. For, it was the first time I seen alcohol. It was the first time I heard cursing, hmm. and the first time I ever seen violence. Okay, I mean, I was seven years old, and so now I'm thrown into a new community without the support of of the church in Alabama, and my mother with nobody around to help her, pastor, no deacons, uh, no women of the church, and my father became violent, very violent with hmm. her. So for about Five years, me and my brothers, we believed in prayer. I had five little brothers and stuff. Um, we would get in circles and pray, and then we, we would pray for God to come and stop my dad from hitting my mother. Then we would pray that somebody would stop my dad. Then we would pray that he got hit by a car, 
Then we would pray that we got big enough to kill him. I mean, that's the progression. Wow. And then we stop praying. Okay. So, <clears throat> you know, when kids are left alone and to themselves, because my father hardly ever was there, and my mother was beat up all the time. Uh, the wolves came in, and the wolves were neighborhood alligators, people that mm. preyed, pedophiles, um, pimps, um, all kinds of things. And it took my innocence. It took I, I was no longer the kid from Selma, Alabama. By the time I was 11 years old, 12 years old, I'd already been indicted for armed robbery, um, indicted for manslaughter at 15. I'd been shot, had shot people. By the time I was 16, I'd been in and out of correctional institutions and finally um, I got the big enough and strong enough to confront my dad and make him leave my mother alone and stuff. That was a very ugly confrontation with, with weapons involved. By then uh, my other family members started moving up here and I became the example of the turnip seed boys. And so they seen by now I'm 16, 17 years old. I've got money. I've got Cadillacs. I've got everything. I've got you know fur coats. I'm taking care of my mom, I'm taking care of my brothers, you know. Um, they wanted a part of that. So I sort of introduced um, a lot of my family members that came up from down south to this lifestyle. And that particular, I don't know what you want to call it, movement uh, morphed into our family running the largest gang ever in Minnesota history. And this is in the 90s. AKA Murderapolis. By the time Which, it yeah. started in, in this actually the late seventies. Okay. About wow. seventy seven. In seventy four I went to St. Cloud Penitentiary and I started my first gang there in the prison. Oh, so from seventy four so. to seventy seven I ran the prison gang in St. Cloud State mm. Penitentiary. So it took a while to build roots <clears throat> and you go yes. deep and before it all flourished mm. in a in a tragic way. Yes. On the streets of South Minneapolis. So instead of raising kids, I was started raising criminals. Wow. And, um, you know, it, people can't believe how deep uh, evil can go, you know, how it can manifest itself through generations. You know, there are four generations mm. of my family that have been in prison and shot and stuff. Wow. That's um, through that one movement of my father moving up here. He was the first one. And then me and then my son and then my grandson, who's now doing life without the possibility of parole. Mm. God, it, wow. Well, God bless you. Not so much for that, yeah. but what you did as a result of that. So as the <clears throat> decades went past, John, and we moved into the 90s, what, uh, and I'm just, you know, it's just my bias, Pastor Dwight, that Jesus mm -hmm. made an intervention yeah. here in your heart. But it would it probably took some time to do that too. Mm -hmm. When did the ship turn? When did you begin your transformation? What's that story? Well, <clears throat> unbeknownst to me, God had already dispatched angels. You know, I didn't recognize them. I recognize them now. I can go back through my life and see oh there were goodness. different angels that would come and try to intervene in my life. And one of them just had the wherewithal to stick to it. And he's the person, Art Erickson, that started Urban Ventures. And I and I was 38 years old. I was indicted for um, probably 180 felonies. And had to plead guilty to 50 felonies. I was a three-time loser in prison. But this organization came to my rescue. My son had just gotten shot. They shot his leg off. They shot him 13 times. And I asked God if he lived that I would be different. I didn't know what that meant. Hmm. And he lived, and I had to pay up. 
And um, oh, so you I was made so, a covenant. I made a covenant, and he, mm. God, fulfilled. It, it was a miracle, yeah. and I knew it was. And I gave my life to God um, through a little bit more pain. I, I was focused on, on mm. TV by Tom Lydon, a negative story about me and who I was and stuff. And I asked God that um, just to come into my life. I didn't care if I went to prison. Hmm. I didn't. It didn't matter. I was just tired of the way I was living. And if he would just let me know that he was the king that I've been hearing about since I was a kid, I would serve him. And he came. He, he, came, he came. And the angels that he had already dispatched were already in place. And somehow I got probation and when I should have went to prison. Hmm. Yes. If you just tuned in, you're listening to Prison Transformation Radio with Jim Moore of the R3 Collaborative and myself, Pastor Dwight Anderson with Prison Mission Association. We come to you on the AM 980 The Mission, the Christian voice of the Twin Cities, broadcast every Saturday at 1 p.m. Today, you're listening to the Lifeblood Story with John Turnipseed, the author of Bloodline. If you missed any part of the show or want to share this program, you can listen and download the podcast at am980themission.com. So, John, thank you for sharing so far where you're up to now. Maybe you can share with us a little bit about the work that you're doing now, uh, transformation of, of your community, and then changing the hearts uh, of those people and how that's working. Maybe with uh, with your and maybe explain the life yeah. lo, life blood because some people might not understand okay. what that is. On yeah. the and the bloodline because so, we've been mm-hmm. talking about that, but maybe explain so, those, so bloodline what that was means. Your book, yes. and then the life blood curriculum. I know, yes. but why do you call it Bloodline? Uh, I know yeah. that's the book, no, but you yeah. explain no. the, what this the is book, about. The book was called Bloodline. It relates to my family's bloodline and, and you know what happened to my family. It's really a story about me and my family. Okay. And mm. before the book was ever written, because everybody wants to write a book, I, I had no, I, I didn't know how to do all that. Um, I was approached by a young man named Steve Johnson, and he said God had prompted him to tell my story that it was a powerful story mm. and i had heard that before but i said you oh, know okay but then all of a sudden uh they made it happen they got this pastor named Irwin mcmanus and and cecil murphy a well-known author god just dispatched angels mm. to tell my story so that he could use it for the kingdom and then one day um so we wrote the book bloodline and then um miraculously a guy named Dave Logan, a pig farmer uh, from Pipestone, Minnesota, helped us start and write our first movie and financed it. Steve, well, you can't and, make this stuff mm, up. Yeah, I can't make this up. We, these guys were doing this with no money, um, and I didn't want anything out of it. No, we just wanted to tell my story to help uh-huh. other people. Uh-huh. And then one day, they they it was supposed to be just a short movie and stuff mm-hmm. and it turned into a book and three short films wow. and then one day I was asked to do a prison curriculum to tell yeah. how I transformed my life and uh-huh. so we did a 12 session prison curriculum that's seen even in Australia right now wow. it's, awesome. it's, it's amazing the Texas we're in Texas and Alabama and I don't know all the places that we are but I get letters from people all over the United mm-hmm. States talking about how that book and movie has transformed their life and all I did was tell my story. You know, Five Stone Media was the group that they formed Five Stone Media to tell my story. That's oh my what God. God was moving in people's lives with no money. Um, just the good heart of, of, of five guys from this 
Eagle Book Church. Or, yeah, mm. the Eagle and, and I tell you, you wouldn't know no money by the quality of the production values yeah. and that. And mm. that's next week we're going to actually have Steve uh, Johnson on the radio show talking mm. particularly about Five Stone Media and mm. the Lifeblood curriculum and, and the story with that. Mm. But uh, just folks mm. listening right now, fivestonemedia.com. You can go and you can see this stuff. You can see the material, mm -hmm. see what they're doing in prison. And also, we, we want these materials to help people after prison. Right. You know, you have, right, Pastor? Right? You have, yes. Yeah, you have recovery support yep. groups. Yep. We want to have reentry from incarceration support groups. So, fivestonemedia.com, mm -hmm. and you can get some more information and then tune in next Saturday or, or uh, check out the podcast on Five Stone Media mm -hmm. with that. And so, so you produced and developed the story, and now it, it's the curriculum. Uh, we were talking a little bit earlier about, um, you know, working with people in prison, but also after prison. Uh, the Second Chance Coalition calls mm -hmm. it the second prison. Mm -hmm. And yeah. it helped people understand a little bit. It's like even when you play, pay the price, right? Mm -hmm. Right, John? And, and you paid your debt to society. Mm. There's a second prison, which mm -hmm. is what you live in after prison. Can you help people understand that and what these people need in terms of support? Yeah, uh, for example, you take a 21-year-old kid that makes a big mistake and maybe yeah. they fight somebody or rob somebody, whatever they do right. and stuff, right. and they go to prison, okay, and the judge has set the price that they have to pay and then they get out of prison. And so they're energetic. They want to start a new life, and mm -hmm. all of a sudden they did not see all the doors that would slam in front of them. Right. You know, employment, housing, you name it. Yeah. Some educational doors get slammed in front of them. So how do you get a person that's never worked and, and, and they, you know, trying to start over at ground zero? If they could be at ground zero, that'd be a good thing. Ground zero would be a blessing because they're, they're about they're, six they're feet under. They're minus 50. 50, right. you know. There's right. even, I, I've even ran into Christian business people that renege, that, well, I don't want to touch that one, you know, right. and stuff. But these guys come out with this heart filled with the passion of starting over, and man, the stuff that they have to go through. I had angels, so, yeah. uh, you know, I didn't have to experience that, you know. Uh, if I would have experienced that, I don't know if I'd have made it. But doors were open for me, you know, mm. and uh, these yeah. guys have no doors, and so we need like-minded Christian people that believe in redemption, mm -hmm. that believe that Jesus is real, to actually give these people and walk with these men. I've had, I have a mentor. I've yeah. had one for 25 years, all of my Christian life. And that's really why we're speaking to you now as he turns to the audience. But really, we're, we're talking to the Christian community right that's now, right, right Pastor yes. Dwight? Uh, pastors are listening, mature Christian, people who may have thought about, is there ways that I could get involved? Could I mentor could I volunteer? And so that's, we just want to plant these seeds and nudge you yeah. a little bit. Yep. Maybe the yep. Holy Spirit is nudging you as you drive in your car. Mm -hmm. And we just want to, I just want to urge you to take a step forward. And I, I think one step forward is fivestonemedia.com. Absolutely. And, and not only can you, can you check out the materials, um, John works closely with John Turnipseed, works closely with Five Stone Media. Mm -hmm. So you can get more information about John. Maybe you want to get access to the book. Bloodline, or maybe you want to have pray, donate, or volunteer to be involved in this tremendous group. Maybe you want to start a reentry group at your yes, church. Yes, that's our prayer. Yes, yes absolutely. That's our prayer indeed. 
If you just tuned in, you're listening to Prison Transformation Radio with Jim Moore, the director of the R3 Collaborative, and myself, Pastor Dwight Anderson, with Prison Mission Association. And uh, we're today we're talking with John Turnipsey, the author of Bloodline and the Lifeblood Story Curriculum. So if someone wants to get something started in a prison and use this curriculum, how can they go about that? Or someone that want to maybe do it at their church and start a reentry group. Perfect. How can they do that, or where? what would be the next step? Well, one of the things is to um, look up Five Stone Media, okay? okay. Because they, they, I like it because it's my curriculum. I know it works. I've seen it work. But, you know, there's resources out there that not, that's not really expensive, and there's expertise out there yeah. okay. to, to help you, you know, get started. Because everything that I've done in my life, it's, it took a mature Christian to come alongside of me and stuff. I, I'm, I'm serious. If if the people hadn't came alongside of me, I'm mm-hmm. not here today. God right. wants us to help our brothers and stuff. So fi- contacting Five Stone Media, they would have all my contact information. Steve Johnson um, and okay. Lee that you know are there. So and you know we we just want to help people. We just want people to yeah. experience what I've seen in my mm-hmm. life. Amen. Amen. And I'm just uh, you know. Folks, folks who are listening in, I don't know quite what your experience has been, as John spoke, but I'm a little bit more white bread, suburban community, but I could relate, John. Mm-hmm. I had an extremely alcoholic, violent father. Mm-hmm. I, I hadn't really thought of it, but my brother and sister and I used to pray that he would go away yeah. and protect my mom. And then when I was mm-hmm. an adult, I went to a support group. I think it was children or adult children yeah. of alcoholic parents. Yeah. And it's, I guess, a post-traumatic stress thing. So, mm-hmm. so John has, some people may think a unique story, but the storyline's the same for many of us who have been traumatized. Mm-hmm. And in mm-hmm. some in dramatic ways like John, and some of us in equally dramatic ways, because I'm the one who lives in here, right? Yes. I live with my trauma. Mm-hmm. And, and again, folks, we just want to urge you, let's take the hurt and the pain and the trauma and use it as John has mm-hmm. to make a difference in the world. Um, and I, I do want to land on, we'll talk more about Five Stone Media and Lifeblood Curriculum uh, next week, but I want to land on South Minneapolis too. Mm-hmm. I want to land on North Minneapolis. I want to land on the communities that you've devoted yourself to for decades. Mm-hmm. And, and are, is there anything, just maybe as a closing thought, John, if somebody has a heart for helping in those communities, Again, Urban Ventures. Urbanventures.org. Urbanventures.org. And that okay. can be like a portal, mm-hmm. right? Yes. Get in touch with them. Find out ways. Again, folks, prayer, you know, that's what we're called to do. But we need fuel, too. Yes, right? absolutely. And, and those ministries need fuel. So um, you can also add donations. But I, I just would urge you to step up a little bit. Go to these websites. Go, go to some of these informational events that mm-hmm. can show you opportunities on how to mm-hmm. mentor and and how to volunteer and to how to get involved. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Well, God, he asked you if you had any clothes. You asked oh, and, yeah. if you had no, any I'm just rambling. I'm, ra- I'm a rambling man. <laughs> okay. So any closing thoughts for us, John? Um, I, I just think Jesus, um, I know through my own experience with him, that all of us are his children, and he wants all of us to come to him. And we need the assistance of all of us to make that happen. And you can help because I, I, you can help. I'm just going to say that. Uh, you mature Christians out there can actually help. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter if you're white, black. Or Amen. 
Amen. Or anything. And, you know, instead of getting into a lot of announcements, I think you just set up a closing prayer, Pastor. Mm -hmm. Could you take the... Oh, 30, 45 seconds we have left. And just let's do a prayer. Let's, let's take, bring this to the Lord. Amen. Yes, Lord. Okay. Heavenly Father, um, thank you for the opportunity to talk to my brothers and sisters out there. But, Father, more importantly, please make the ones that have been touched by this radio show act in the, in, and act in your way. Thank you, Jesus. We ask for protection for all of our families and our lives, but Mm -hmm. thank you for being who you are in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 God bless you, John. Thank you, Pastor Dwight. Yes, yes. Thank you, John. Thanks for having me. We look forward to seeing you guys all next week with Five Stone Media and Steve Johnson. Amen.